0: you know, expertise to claim and, and success stories in terms of my clients. So it is interesting to reflect. I think my, the other reason for me why it's not happening is simple. It's the stuff you were talking about. There's nobody holding me accountable and Mm -hmm. trying to do this stuff in a vacuum to be fair Mm -hmm. to, to be fair to you and be fair to me, it's really hard. I think the solution has got to be, you make me reflect on this Smart e-commerce operators know that net profit is the lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one which earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook by Jason Miles gives you 17 specific proven profit-taking actions. For a limited time, we are sharing this valuable resource with our listeners completely free. Download your 60-page workbook and start making your business more profitable today. Just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash Profit Habits. That's the ecommerce leader.com forward slash profit habits. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The Ecommerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, folks, Michael from The Ecommerce Leader again. Today, we are in the middle of a discussion uh, of some quite tough questions, four vital questions for every e-commerce leader, as Jason puts it, um, accelerating your e-commerce growth through tough questions. And we've dealt with the first two questions. I'm not going to tell you what the next two questions are. You'll have to stay listening. Uh, but I promise you, they're quite searching questions. And we're both honestly answering them as well. So we're putting ourselves on the line as well. So hopefully, that will show you an example of how to do that for yourself. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy the show and hope that it helps you move forwards in your business. All right. Let's do question three, huh? Okay. Are you You stretching for new goals? Yeah. Let let me ask you then. Are you stretching for new goals? Are you feeling satisfied and plateaued? Do you have written goals and a budget you have to hit?
1: Man, that is a hard question, which is why I put it on the.
0: <laughs> you're asking yourself the hard questions via me. I like it. This is a good I good mechanism, am,
1: man. I am. I'm here. Here, hard questions for you to ask me, Michael. See, I'm creating the context in which I'm being held accountable. Yeah, you know, the reality is, we started this year with, I would say, undefined revenue goals for our various ventures on both the you know company side. Uh, With my wife and I, and on the charity side, we had clearer goals. And then on my consulting business with Kyle, we didn't have a specific revenue target. And, and I'm, you know, it's January or February 12th as we record this. And I would just say, I'm rethinking that logic of that idea. Like we didn't deliberately not have goals. We just didn't do it. We just didn't do the hard work. And, you know, the question is, do we have a budget? We have to, in the charity, we do for sure. We have a stated pro forma 2023, you know, goal for both program and income, you know, revenue. And so, you know, that's clearer, but in the businesses, we were kind of just like, Hey, let's just keep going. Let's just keep doing the stuff we're doing. And
0: I would say that's insufficient, if I'm being honest. It's very interesting that comes up on I mean, the, in the mastermind on Wednesday, because we have these fairly free form structures a lot of the time and I've kept that because it works. I've just discovered that what people are really thinking. And then when you really get into a discussion where people are frank, you know, like we're doing that, you actually get more interesting answers than if you go through some kind of artificially structured program. I and mean, that can be good as well. That's a different thing. But anyway, what came up was budgets. And you know, one person said, we don't really have a budget. Somebody's got to like $4 million a year revenue, not even run rate. That's trailing 12 months. So you know, they've got five brands. They're doing well. But they've never really bothered with the budget, partly because they've yeah. grown well and they've got fairly low overheads. Whereas somebody else has got China overheads. Um, they said, oh my goodness, I can't believe you've got a budget. You've got to have a budget. And then we sort of, he hammered them over the head for a minute. And then the guy said, look, I didn't really come here to get a hammering so much as to find out how to do it. So he moved on. But... But, you know, I'm guiltily, I'm guilty of the same thing. I mean, I guess if you don't have to have a budget because you don't have the, again, it's a little bit like if you don't have the apparent pain, like investors holding you accountable, you know, banks calling and where's our money this month. Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't have a big overhead, you don't have a necessity to be so organized. You aren't as organized. And the irony of that is, of course, nothing else works as well. So that was interesting that how that came up organically. I guess I'm, you know, in in my businesses, i got some quite clearly defined Revenue goals, but because they're for somebody else. So this is for a client I'm potentially working with and they were part of the sales process. So again, if, having an interaction with somebody else so helps you to clarify things, doesn't it? If it's just you yeah. and or a business partner and your interests are aligned, it, it kind of doesn't force you into things. When there are more people involved and your interests can be out of alignment, it seems somehow to push you into more clarity. It's very interesting how that works.
1: It is. I can't get the quote exactly right, but it reminds me of that quote that says something to the effect of learn to do hard things, not to learn to do hard things, don't learn to suffer. And it seems like sometimes if we have not a real aggressive goal, like, the, you know, it starts with not, with not having a goal, because then you can kind of just muddle through It's like, well, I don't have a hard goal. So then I'm not really pushed, And I, you know, because in a way, the goal will keep you accountable. You know, at least if you if you have a clear goal, you're like, "Oh, I, I knew I had a goal. I made the goal. I wanted the goal. I didn't execute. And let's reboot and try it over." So, I mean, I think that's that's part of it is this whole idea of holding yourself accountable, and a goal is a good way to do that. Having the pro forma budget where you literally envision the whole year, and you say, "Well, what's plausible? What's act- What is actually achievable? And are we going to live up to that? You know, potential reality." And you know, in a big company company, that is one of the nice parts about having a senior leadership team is sometimes they push you like, well, no, it's actually going to be 17% growth this year. Really? There's no way we can do that, (laughs) you know, but then you rise to the occasion or you don't, but nonetheless, there's that goal that's been imposed on you. And if you're the leader of the organization, if you don't do that work of imposing the goal, you know, then, then it doesn't, you know, it's not going to happen. And it's a tricky one because it's like Nietzsche said, be careful when battling monsters lest you become one. (laughs) <laughs> and we've all had goals imposed on us that we were like, I hate this. This is stupid. This is this is horrible, you know. And, but nonetheless, that is a function of the organization. Somebody has to set the
0: bar and say, What are we trying to achieve? Also, yeah. it, it invokes what well, it evokes a passionate dialogue. Indeed, if if, if somebody in senior leadership says we should grow seventy percent, and you come back and say that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We're making no profit now. Why should we grow sales before we sort profit out or whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Or that's not possible. We don't have enough people. That forces senior leadership to then adjust, but still have a set of direction and say, okay, so maybe we need to put a budget for hiring more people or we reduce the percentage Mm -hmm. goal or whatever it may be. So then it becomes a dialogue out of which, again, a dance to your point, but it's a dance with a leader. And I think a lot of the time, how can I put this? A lot of modern life kind of culturally, I'm not going to fall into some giant debate that's going to go wrong in the internet because I'm not interested in that. But I think a lot of modern life seems to revolve around the idea that we're all roughly in this together and equal and whatever. Whereas in business, it's a very hierarchical thing. And I think that actually Mm. works very well. I mean, there are alternatives that are more complex that aren't hierarchical and that's wonderful and it can work, but for most of us, myself included, if I've got somebody who's basically in charge because they invested in a business or because they're paying me as, as the client or because I owe them money, like the mortgage lender, if I'm renting out a property then, you know, it, that forces me into creativity in a way that if we're all kind of just being nice to each other, it doesn't. So it's odd how how the things that seem like a plus point actually don't mm-hmm. save you and vice versa, right? Yeah. I was just thinking about what I have done in terms of goals this year with, with the business. I actually haven't set big revenue um, growth targets yet for Amazing FBA because I just felt like I'd allowed overheads and, and costs to creep up. To the point where the profitability was disappointing shall we say so i've just been on a mission to cut those and there's some of that's been quite painful boring conversations with my anything from you know hotels or or conference centers for hiring things mm-hmm. for meetings all the way through to my phone bill which is just dull but i've saved myself 600 dollars a year or 800 or something massive by being willing to go through some ghastly chat um sequence online which is an example of how it's not done but <laughs> But you know, so that's pretty dull. And I think once I've got the business much in a a better place, profitability wise, I'm gonna be then going for revenue growth targets. So -hmm. sometimes you need to sort of retrench before you then start growing, to be fair to, you know, to myself, I guess. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, the goals don't have to be revenue goals. The goals could be any number of things. I mean, there could be a lot of different
0: goals. Some goals could be what you're going to eliminate, you know? Yes, I've done a lot of elimination see. recently, which has yeah. been, yeah, hard work. Eliminating is weirdly hard work, but it's it's yeah. definitely a good thing to do. So I guess that brings us to question four. I may as well ask you since I'm, I'm there, which is question four, what are you avoiding in your business that you know you need to do, but you can't find the courage to tackle? Mm. This is probably the toughest
1: of the four questions. I'm not sure I can say publicly <laughs> what these things are. So <laughs> I dance around the, I might dance around the answer a bit, but I would say that this is a tough question to to answer because it's not only just getting clarity on what needs to be done but it's getting clear on the why I'm not doing it and is it because of fear of the future I don't understand is it fear of confrontation is it fear of taking big risks or bigger risks what what exactly is the the reason it laziness you know what what's what's holding me back from making some tough choices in the business and that's the piece to me that's a lot of soul searching and so i do have a couple things i'm not sure i'll save, but um but there are a couple and and uh, it's it's that's been weighing on my heart and mind a lot lately and uh, so i guess that's i don't know if that's a non-answer that's
0: my I think answer. it's, it's just quite sort of mysterious and intriguing. I, I think also it's a clear sort of process. Well, a couple of really important questions. It's not just about the what, it's the why it's not happening. And it's a really mm-hmm. good, as you say, that's quite a soul searching question because you're talking about motivation and human motivation is always subtle and, you know, very personal, which is a reason why a podcast is not always where you choose to work these things through, right? In a one to one private mm-hmm. coaching session or with your spouse or private forum. I mean, for me, I'm yeah. happy to share publicly what what the things are. I've been avoiding for a long time. I within the amazing FBA slash 10K Collective Mastermind business, I need to niche down and be clearer about that. And I think the fear of that for me, I can answer this because it's more superficial, if you like, but still real. Yeah, yeah. It, which is true for so many people. I'm just an example, which hopefully is useful to people listening and watching. Which is fear of losing business because you niche down. If you niche down, that implies you do A, but you don't do ABCDEF and G like you tried to before. And of course, yeah. you you fear, you get the fear of missing out, which is kind of real to a degree. But of course, if you dominate a niche, you're going to do better, more profitable, more expert, more trusted, all the good things. So I have to kind of find the courage to do that. And I guess it's partly been a habit of being too much of a generalist for too long. So that's that actually doesn't serve me. In a way, my experience there is a bit of a trap rather than a plus. It can be made into a plus. But if I allow it to, it's a trap. And then redoing the website as part of that, the resistance there is spending money. You know, it's not, I'm not going to spend a fortune, but you know, when I've been Mm -hmm. trying to cut costs, which I think is right, as in monthly overheads, I need to be willing to invest in a one time or, you know, once every three years, a redo of the website. And then, yeah, I think also having the courage to sort of claim the space a bit more for what I think I'm good at, which is Mm -hmm. basically turning around. So turning around businesses, but finding more profit within the business. So, you know, I need to get better at doing it like anything else, but I think I've already got enough, you know, expertise to claim and, and success stories in terms of my clients. Yes. So it is yeah. interesting to reflect. I think my, the other reason for me why it's not happening is simple. It's the stuff you were talking about. There's nobody holding me accountable and mm-hmm. trying to do this stuff in a vacuum to be fair mm-hmm. to, to be fair to you and be fair to me, it's really hard. I think the solution has yep. got to be, you make me reflect on this. I like, I hadn't really been on my agenda for this year, but I think I'm going to have to join some kind <laughs> of mastermind or get myself a coach again. You know, I think yeah. I mean, this has clarified that. What What about you? How are you going to overcome these issues? What's the solution? I, yeah. I mean,
1: it's a great, it's a, it is a great question. I mean, it is almost like accountability partner level stuff, you know? And, and I think that's part of it. I, I think clarity of goals. It would help a lot for me. I think part of my question answer to question four, what am I avoiding in my business? Part of that is narrowing my focus as well. I mean, in a way, like what you're saying, but to me, it's like I pick up projects and fun activities along the way in life. And then I'm as diffused in my energy more than I want to be. And that's not really serving, you know, my highest and best goals, I don't think. And so I think that's, to me, part of it is getting very clear on my next five years, next 10 years, what can I accomplish in my career and what do I want that to be, you know, what is, what do I want my career's tombstone to say on it, you know, and, and I think that's a vital thing to think through. And so I, I guess that's kind of where I'm going to is, yeah, maybe account, more accountability and more clarity on my goals and then the courage to take action. And then, you know, cause you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta be able to say, I can make this happen. I got the energy, I got the life skills. I've got the relationships, I've got the business acumen to actually step into this new direction and I can do this. And part of it is a little bit of, you know, belief in yourself in a way, not to get too oaky, but you know, sometimes yes. we don't hold ourselves to a high goal cause we don't wanna fail. Cause we don't wanna
0: yeah. be was- feeling like we're a failure. You know? Yeah. I mean here's what I say about motivation. In a way, if um if there isn't much pain because you're quite comfortable as you were articulating and there isn't that much sort of that you're seeing that's a big, exciting thing to pull you towards, it, it's kind of logical from the series of human motivation and from personal experience that you wouldn't move that much. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. sense, doesn't it? So in a yep. way, I'm wondering whether one I need to do is the equivalent of what I've done with myself, which is what one of my guests called a, a forcing function. So if I want to get myself fit, I, I'll put my own self in for a half marathon that I'm not fit enough for yet, but far mm-hmm. enough away. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start running because I have to, because otherwise I'm going to have a very, very painful day a few months yep. away. And so maybe I need to do the same with with business. I mean, for example, I've been, you know, I've been making the excuse to myself for this, he's not listening to this podcast, but the the, uh, the guy that I've been working towards putting a uh, a deal together with. I mean, to be fair, there are details that need sorting, but actually I could have probably have have got it done a couple of weeks quicker if I'd really, really prioritized other things. But the truth is part of me is quite comfortable with the fact that I'm not accountable yet because as soon as we start a deal, he's going to expect stuff from me and I'm going to be working really, really hard. And part of me is like, oh my goodness, I know this is going to be hard work. I don't want to do it. And then part of me is like, yeah, but you're going to learn so many skills and you're going to be risking somebody else's you know, capital, not because I take that lightly, I take that seriously, but I'm not going to have to put a ton of capital in and have it tied up for ages, which is one of the things that I don't like so much about the physical products, business models, but which I know how to run. And so there's so many good upsides from it. It's definitely the right thing to do, but I'm just, part of me is just being lazy because when I press the go button, there's an inevitability, there's a process, there's an accountability, but on the other hand, from experience, I know that's exactly what I got to do. Like I literally just sent to myself last week, hopefully for the world parks marathons, so I run around Hyde Park in October, because that's the only thing that's going to get me out of the house on a regular mm-hmm. basis running. So yeah. I guess, you know, if you can find some equivalent of that, I've always found that really helpful. A forcing function. I love forcing that phrase. Yeah. That's nice. Do, yeah. Do yeah, something yeah. that gives you no choice, but to fulfill it. And then mm-hmm. you'll do stuff. Yep. Yep. Whether okay. that's something you're going to regret later is another question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, don't t- don't let me start it on the
0: Chicago Marathon of
1: 2007. That's a okay. whole different story. I'm not suggesting
0: but... a <laughs> uh, for you personally. No, no, <laughs> no, but you know, it's got to be horses for courses. So you got to find the right yeah. thing for you. One person's forcing function is another person's nightmare. So yeah, well, yeah, be... right. Yeah. Well, look, it, interesting discussion, man. I mean, they're very personal questions. I like them a lot. Do you want to just sort of summarize and, and give us any sort of takeaway thoughts on that? Yeah. And hopefully this has not seemed like a discouraging conversation
1: to the listeners. Hopefully it's been an encouraging. Soul searching conversation. So let me recap the four questions. The first one is, what's the big why behind your work? Why are you truly in business? Second question is, who's holding you personally accountable, if anyone, to show up and execute as best as you can each day? Third question is, are you stretching for new goals or are you feeling satisfied and plateaued? Do you have written goals and a budget that you're aiming for this year? The fourth question is, what are you avoiding in your business that you know you need to do, but you can't find the courage to tackle? So with those, thanks, Michael, for this great conversation today. Hopefully this is a fun one for you. It's a little different than our usual back and forth, but to me, it's very, very helpful. It's catharsis, I
0: guess. Yeah, me too. I think they're excellent questions for anyone to ask themselves. And you know, if your conclusion is that you need help, as we both I think for ourselves articulated quite well, it's really hard to pull your own bootstraps up. So if you do want some help with your business, then you can check our workout out at amazingfba.com or omnirocket.com, respectively. And uh, I guess we get to coaching people and we've got to go and find ourselves some coaches by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> good
1: times, good times. All right, friends. Well, if you enjoyed the conversation, feel free to subscribe on the player of choice. We would also love your highest and best review if that's a function on the player of choice that you use. And of course, you can find all our resources at theecommerceleader.com. Michael, thanks again. Thanks Game man.
0: Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company the profit habits workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement for a limited time we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached to download your 60 page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits that was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vizi in London, England, Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. We offer you free help on our website, including PDFs, videos, and mini courses on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels. Some are for Amazon, most are for any sales channel. To get those and to stay up to date with our podcasts, go to www.theecommerceleader.com. Thanks for listening.